Comic collectors have officially made the decision on what not to spec on. Let's get into it. Back at the table to discuss the most trending comic books in the marketplace, broadcasting through the powers of the internet from somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Like, subscribe, make sure you stick around to the top of the list for a one-two punch you are not expecting. But right now, number 10 on the list, Immortal X-Men number 15, the 1 in 25, Josh Swaby variant. Not only can you keep up with the rapidly moving marketplace by downloading the best comic app in existence that I use every single day called Key Collector Comics, available on both Androids and iPhones, and you can support the show by using Kotam101 to unlock a free two-week subscription. Another way to keep up with covers that are coming out is to simply follow a list and up and coming artists over on Instagram. Sway underscore R is someone you should have already been following. You would have seen this comic book, which is already hitting $30 average sales. And you would have known that this one's going to be a banger if you had seen his Luke Cage, his Scarlet Witch, his Miguel O'Hara as well as his Wolverine. We have a gorgeous Emma Frost variant. No surprise that this is spiking. It's a one in 25, so you have to order 25 copies to qualify to order one of these at your LCS. It's already spiking for good reason. His poses are dynamic. He draws anatomy quite well, and I think he's going places because this is a beauty. Number nine on the list, Gotham Academy. Number one from 2014. We are seeing $10 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for only $58. This is the first appearance of Olive Silverlock and the siblings, Kyle and Mia Mizaguchi. The reason why we're talking about this book this week is that Mia, or Maps, appeared in the final page of the brand new Birds of Prey this week. This last page reveal showing Maps as Meridian looks like they're going to be incorporating some type of time travel elements to this run that features a strong team up. You got Big Barda, Harley Quinn, Cassandra Kane, Batgirl. This is definitely something on my pull list that you should add to yours as well. But with the current nightmare event ending, it's definitely kind of made it difficult to follow some of these DC comics. There was some collateral damage, even though the Night Terrors event was outstanding. Night Terrors kind of threw a monkey wrench into a lot of DC continuity, but we are still seeing a 367% increase in copies sold on this book that at one point in time had a $200 sale for a CGC 9.8. I don't believe this book is going anywhere, and I believe once we have Green Arrow catching up to the rest of DC continuity, it'll make a little bit more sense as to why Maps is in this team and what is going to happen with Birds of Prey in the future. I expect to see this book again. Again, and this is probably a great time to grab it at this all-time low. Get this. The events of this book, Birds of Prey, takes place after Green Arrow 6. We haven't seen a release of Green Arrow, which should be on your pull list because it's written by Joshua Williamson, damn it. Issue 3 came out in June. We're getting issue 4 late September. It's going to be months until this all lines up canonically. Let me know if you're reading Green Arrow as well as Birds of Prey in the comment section below. And we'll take you over to number eight with a preview first appearance. A real first, true first. Shout out, Topher. Where you been, brother? We have Marvel Age, issue number 98. The first time we see Toxic Avenger on a standard size comic book preview. This book is up 300% in copies sold because this movie is about to come out. There's no new trailers. All we saw was a preview shot of Peter Dinklage as the Toxic Avenger. This book is hitting $30 average sales in June. 
A 9.8 sold for $380. The heights this book reached was back in 2021 when the news debuted about the Toxic Avenger getting a remake, where it sold for the first time ever at a 9.8 for $1,325. Price correction happens shortly after, and the book landed at $850. This book is down royally, and I think there's a lot of spec potential on it, especially because I think people are underestimating how big this movie could be. It was just a few short weeks ago that we were talking about Toxic Avenger number one at a recent high of $200 for a CGC 9.8. Back in 2021, we were seeing highs of $600 for that book. So again, Toxic Avenger is down accordingly. We do know there was the teaser trailer. We saw a screenshot from the actual production, but right now we know that at Fantastic Fest on September 21st, the movie is coming out. We don't even have a real trailer right now. Excitement is at an all-time high, and people are really looking forward to this movie. And now we're at the list at number seven. Classic Bill Sinkovich cover, Moon Knight issue number one. $100 average sales. This book is hitting $275 for a CGC 9.8, 122% increase in copies sold probably because this book is more affordable now than it has been in the last couple of years. I'll remind you the heights this book reached back in 2021 when we first got like Moon Knight news, Oscar Isaac coming to Disney Plus. The hype was real because Moon Knight fans had been waiting for a very long time for something to hit the screen. It landed at $1,350. That's near a $1,000 drop. This is the first appearance of the God Conchu and the first ongoing Moon Knight series. This has been a fan favorite for quite some time, and people have been hounding Oscar Isaac about season two. Well, this is what he had to say. There have been some specific conversations. They were pleasant. The spilling of the details is that there's no details. We don't know if there will be a second season, but we're talking about it. That quote was from a year ago. So this book has kind of been relevant because people have been speculating that season two would happen, especially if you watched the first season. It definitely set you up for some more things in the future. However, Oscar Isaac only signed up for one season. He had to kind of be pushed into the role by Kevin Feige. And I'm sure he's glad he did it. It was a major success. And knowing that there's no new updates and with all the strikes taking place, there has to be something else happening in the comics. Jed McKay took over writing responsibilities of Moon Knight back in 2021 and following the life of fan favorite Mark Spector has been wonderful and we know that we are going to be wrapping up tying up all the loose ends and in the final issue in December we will be seeing the death of Mark Spector. Is the imminent demise of Mark Spector causing the spikes to this book? Is it because of season two wishful thinking? Is it because there's another fist of Conchu? Let us know in the comment section below what you think Think. They could just bring him back Kamala Khan style as a mutant. Let me know what you think in the comment section below while we chat about number six on the list, Star Wars The High Republic number five. We're seeing $8 average sales and $45 for a CGC 9.8 for the first full appearance of Vernestra Rowe. Now you guys can debate that all you want, but Marvel has made it official by actually putting a seal on the cover of their Halloween Comic Fest version of this book. You guys can debate on your own, but Marvel, they've given it their thumbs of approval. 400% increase in copies sold. This was a debatable true first for quite some time. A lot of members bought this book, but also picked up earlier cameo appearances of the character. And it's always kind of tough. You know, how much does a character need to be in the comic to then warrant the first full appearance? And this comic definitely focuses in on the character. 
It's been popular for quite some time, but with the Halloween Fest edition of the book coming out and seeing it actually on the label that this is the first appearance, that right there caused enough stir to push this book up royally, especially because we know we're going to see this character in The Acolyte. So we knew back in April that Rebecca Henderson was going to be portraying this character in The Acolyte, which seems very interesting. This is a period of time before Phantom Menace when the Jedis are at their height. It's a 400% increase in copies sold this week. Halfway through the video, hit the like and subscribe. As many as half of our viewers don't even subscribe to our channel. And we've been making this video every single week for five years without skipping a beat at the list at number five, Battle Chasers, issue number one. This is a $20 average sale, $175 for a CGC 9.8. And this book started spiking early on when we heard rumors that there was actually going to be a live action adaptation for a beloved comic that was also a beloved video game. When you have that like mainstream interest, the books go crazy. And this one did also because the comic series didn't end and readers and fans have been waiting for a long time to see its conclusion. Well, issue 10 came out was a banger. Issue 11 came out and then it concluded with issue 12 and now the book's back on the list trending. Seeing a 140% increase in copies sold this week may very well be Battle Chaser's swan song. Everyone has been waiting for the conclusion of this series and Joe Mad did not disappoint. It has been an absolute fantastic read and I know all of the people at my shop getting this book are really enjoying it. But are we going to see more Battle Chasers? Is he going to go beyond the original 12 issues? There aren't any more solicited. We might see other offshoots, but for right now, this might be the end of Battle Chasers in comic books. Let me know what you think in the comment section below, because although the future is uncertain post the conclusion of issue number 12, we do know that back in 2021, Derek Kolstad, the creator of John Wick, was tied to bring this video game turn comic book into a live screen TV adaptation. I think there's still potential long-term. Number four on the list, another book seeing all-time lows, Savage She-Hulk number one. $120 average sales and $384 for a CGC 9.8. That is insane considering that $2,307 was the all-time high back in September of last year. In only a year, the book went down 85%. That's crazy. Now, we know when people first saw the She-Hulk television series, people hated it. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny, but a lot of people came out and were really, really upset about it. Now, we have rumors that they're going to start production after the SAG after strike on season two, and we are seeing more traction. 233% increase in copies sold this week. This book may not be dead after all. Now, this is all just rumors from a leaker. This may not be happening, but when you see a book at a 9.8 approach to $300 marker, I don't see it going down any lower than that. This is still a response Respected, beloved character, despite everyone's disdain for a show that I quite enjoyed. Sometimes we have a debatable first because there are multiple cameo appearances. Sometimes we have one because it's the first time in canon. Number three on the list, Star Wars Jedi of the Republic Mace Windu. Number five, the first cameo appearance of Ahsoka Tano in Marvel Comics canon. This book is hitting $25 average sales. The heights this 9.8 reached was $600 back in 2021. While the show, Ahsoka Tano, debuts on Disney+, Plus, we just saw 
episode four. It's fantastic. The reveal at the end was amazing, but no spoilers here. This book just clocked in a 9.8 sale of $70. One of the mightiest falls on a book, but we can learn so much from these sales. The investors and speculators have spoken. So to alleviate some of the canon, non-canon confusion, back in 2012, Lucasfilm was acquired by Disney. So Marvel Disney started releasing these new Star Wars books and deemed everything prior to that legends. Now, some of these legends have been picked and chosen. They've taken a lot of the Dark Horse storylines. Obviously, things like Thrawn they're bringing back, Ahsoka they're bringing back. But there are other stories that they haven't explored yet, mainly because Marvel's not expanding that universe. So when we actually see Ahsoka Tano's first appearance in comic books, it's in Clone Wars number one. But her first Marvel canon appearance is in this book a full decade after she showed up in comic books. Now, Clone Wars number one is selling for about $2,000 in a CDC 9.8 right now. If you want to get her first appearance in the Marvel series, this is much more affordable. We have new collectors enter the community. One of the first questions they ask is like where they should spend their money first. And a strong recommendation is buying what you like, but also don't go overboard. You know, your taste may change. If you're a Star Wars fan, seeing this book, which is still a major key for Ahsoka Tano, selling for near $50 and a 9.8, this is a prime candidate for those collectors. However, I also think it's worth mentioning that seeing the heights of this book being reached at $600 and dropping to below 100 it means that if it's a canonical key, the investment and speculation is just not there, and this is the proof. Another great recommendation is to help support the show by signing up for the Mystery Mail Call. You have five more days. Link in the description down below. What a transition, Russ. I appreciate <laughs> that. Boys number one is going out to every single one of our members who support what we do. $34.99 plus shipping gets you a box of four to five comics every single month from us with love and care because we package that box very tightly, very securely. And one per box, we got a boys number one first appearance virgin variant done by Johnny DeJardins featuring Homelander on the cover going out to every single member. ComicTom101.com to join the community. Link in the description to get comic books from us. You know what? I foreshadowed it. I don't even know if these books are worth specking on, but is it a haymaker? Is it a jab? We've got our one-two punch right at the top of the list. Number two on the list, we have Deadpool spec prelude to Deadpool core issue number one. This book is hitting $5 average sales, 9.8s hitting $100 because there are only 39 slabs even on the census. This is indeed the first team appearance of the Deadpool core featuring Deadpool and Lady Deadpool. What's going on? So during San Diego Comic-Con almost two months ago, Tom and Ryan talked about the first appearance of Lady Deadpool. And with Taylor Swift rumors, we had been talking a little bit more about that character. Well, last time we were talking about Prelude to Deadpool Core, the series, there was number three on the list because people were talking about Dogpool. Well, there's the potential of more multiversal stuff happening in the Deadpool 3 movie, and it would just make sense if there were multiple appearances of Deadpool's team, the Deadpool Corps. An increase of 233% because of number one on the list. Stay tuned. But I don't feel like this book is really worth speculating on because if we look at the last book on the list, which is a major key moment for Ahsoka Tano because it's her first time in a canonical sense appearing in Marvel Comics, seeing a team appearance for the first time on the screen doesn't typically bode well for the collectible investment long term. This isn't a book to get out of 9.8. This is a 
the book to hunt for for a dollar, five dollars in high grade so you can possibly get it graded yourself. I agree, Tom. This is one of those books that is spiking because of there's something that could potentially be happening, but it's not actually happening in this book. So people are just grasping at straws. I mean, a five dollar average sale is just a little bit lower than number one on the list, which we are seeing an $8 average sale. Both of them are completely and totally affordable and from the same series. Which brings us to the number one trending comic in the world. Slap the subscribe button, hit the like button. We need your support. And at the list of number one, prelude to Deadpool Core issue number two, the first appearance of... Kidpool. The multiverse spec is going wild. Taylor Swift's spec has already transitioned from Deadpool Merc with a Mouth, the first appearance of Lady Deadpool in issue number seven, to Dazzler. Are we going to see not only Dazzler, not only mutants, not only the reprisal of former Deadpool characters being featured already on the screen in Deadpool 1 and 2, but multiverse versions of Deadpool. That's so many things that I can't help but think that we may only be getting cameos at best in the film. I don't know if these are books to really spec on that hard unless you get them for dirt cheap. Ryan Reynolds has a history of liking to zig when everyone else is zagging, and that's one of the reasons why we are seeing so many Deadpool and Wolverine books over on the Hot 10 list with Tom and Jem Mint. Now, Twitter user Caleb Williams at Night Gambit shared a video of Ryan Reynolds goofing around with Walker Scoble, the co-star of The Atom Project. He's sitting in the backseat of a car. You get to see half of Ryan Reynolds' face, and Basically, he's going through the entire intro monologue of Deadpool number two. Does this mean Kidpool is going to happen? Kidpool is in the Marvel Universe. He is a student at Xavier's school. So again, this is where all the mutants are going and learning to control their mutant powers. It'd be a fun way to bring in another one of the co-stars that Ryan Reynolds has worked with before. This was a post on Twitter. The kid is actually like doing a really good job, like running down the Deadpool 2 introduction, making me think that he learned that for some reason, you know? <laughs> and it's also fun to see Ryan Reynolds engage with an account because this is a small Twitter account. So why else would he highlight something unless there's more to come from this? Well, this book is only selling for $8, as you've already alluded to, but we have no 9.8 sales to speak of because there are only seven slabs that even exist on the census, which is why I don't recommend buying this book at a 9.8. We're going to see a flood of these books hit the CGC census in the next month. Deadpool's already been put on hiatus because of the strike. These books that get to eBay first are probably going to sell for an inflated amount because of the low census count right now, and it's probably going to plummet. So another book to add to your mental Rolodex while you're on the hunt, maybe at New York City Comic Con, maybe when you're in London Comic Con in November. I want to know your thoughts about Deadpool and, as always, geek responsibly. Enough said. <laughs>